This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to Worlds Collide, a wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors, back again, episode 101. We made it over the 100 mark, and today it's This Is Your Card, and it's somebody that Tony brings up all the time, and it's not talked about. Nobody gives this guy love. Ravishing Rick Rude, one of the major stars of the 80s and the 90s. So, Tony, how's it going? Are you happy to be talking about Rick Rude finally? Uh, I'm always happy to talk about Rick Rude. And you know, as someone who is a fan of his, I'm not a super fan where i could start spitting out uh you know matches and highlights and this that and the other it's just the whole persona itself from that time frame just i don't know it stuck with me all the years like that just this bad guy narcissistic uh you know that 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 70s porn star (laughs) mustache and the poofy uh, hair the poofy hair but that physique man it's like yeah and he wasn't like total like bodybuilder kind of guy he had that crossbreed between being like a bodybuilder and being like a a crossfit kind of guy. i mean he just right was he had this physique was just like mind-blowing to me and i just like uh i don't know i just i, I loved his matches i loved his promos i loved his uh the whole sweat hogs yeah i mean uh <laughs> always like curious like when he gets into like a a main uh match with uh whatever feud he was in like you know what kind of tights was he wearing that time you know yep. and, uh, between him and Perfect, those were guys that I just uh, I loved, and I hope that someday, and I'm sure we'll do it someday. We'll do a Perfect one, Mr. Perfect one. Yeah, and I always like it's always interesting to me when like you know I grew up in the era that you're talking about, like that was Ravishing Recruit that I knew, and then of course we got into the Attitude era, and he was like popped up in ECW, and then he popped up with DX, and popped up with the NWO. But then like if you go backwards and like see some of his older stuff when he was very, very scrawny, he did not look like he did in the WWF at the time. No. And it's interesting to kind of see the evolution of the character for after, you know, we talk a lot about going back in history and, you know, discovering things of the past of favorite wrestlers or eras or whatever. I think Rick Rude's an interesting example of that. Jake the Snake, too. I mean, we maybe we'll do one on him eventually. But, you know, when you go back and he was wearing those orange karate pants in, like, uh, yeah. Mid-South to see <laughs> what he become, like, that's kind of how Ravaging Rick Rude was for me. So, yeah, um, it's just, uh, just a fun character for me. And um, I don't know, just uh, all, all around just a fun character. I, I just love it. Trading card database says 290 cards. That seems pretty low. And this one I actually believe because when you stop and think about it, you just don't see a ton of Rick Rude cards out there. No, I mean, during that time frame, I'm sure he was getting put on a lot of cards, you know, during that time frame, all the way up into the late nineties, of course, mm-hmm. um, in a fairly regular basis at that time, but, you know, no levels of parallels. So you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yep. But 
Um, you know, and then now sporadically throughout the years and in, in like legend subsets, of course. So yeah, and, and then of course later on, like we've we've seen the parallels kind of start coming up out of that. And they're yeah. counted in this, but you know, even when you go back and look at some of the 80s and 90s stuff that we'll talk about, like there's he's they're there, but there's not like an overabundance amount like there is of some of the other stars from that time period. So Rookie card, first card. Uh, I see our notes here. This is going to be an interesting debate. I'll go first, and we'll kind of go off from that. 86, Monty Gum, the card number 44 and 45 back-to-back. However, you brought an interesting asterisk to this. Because uh, that's, to me, that's one of the earliest first bootleg card sets out there. It's not an authorized card set. I think people tend to forget that Monty Gum set is not an authorized card set. Um, was not endorsed by any of the promotions that they could depict yep. on those cards. Um, you know, it's a fun, error-riddled card set that we make fun of that somehow <laughs> has become kind of a, almost like a cult classic yep. in a sense. It's um, like the meme it, of wrestling cards. It really is, but it, it's it's fun. It's a fun yes. set. Um, but I don't know. It's like, does it really fit that category? Yes, they're pack pulled type cards. But it's a bootleg card set, and if that's the case, you kind of negate it from that, from my perspective. Then you go to like the '88 Hostess stickers, maybe, or even mm-hmm. like if you if you want to go true pack pulled stuff, then you go '89 Market Scene over from New Zealand, and maybe even '89 Classic. Yep. I mean, granted, it's not his first card or his first year in the business kind of thing, but I don't know. It's sort of a wishy washy for me. Monty Gum, sure ish. <laughs> um, Hostess stickers, they're stickers. I'm not a big fan of considering stickers being a rookie card. Well, and then um, you've got the argument that it's a food product, and we know how people feel about those. And they're a food product. You know, it's got a couple strikes against it. So, uh, uh, me, I'm, I'm going to go with 80, 89 Market Scene for me. I, I like 40, all 49 those, Classic. Yeah, I like all those cards. And, like, I, I usually just do our definition based on what is the first one I can find. So that that's why I picked that. I'm not saying it's my. It's definitely the Monty Gum cards are definitely not my favorite. Uh, the market scene is much better, and we'll talk about the '89 Classic in just a moment. But it is interesting once again that here we are talking about wrestling rookie cards and official and non-official and like I didn't we didn't even intend to do this. Like it just happens. I think when you're talking about this era of wrestling cards, like well, you're, in, it's, in it's any, inevitable. In any era. Even even modern stuff. We have modern superstars out there where, you know, because they slap an RC logo on something, you're like, you got to be kidding me. This person's had cards out for four years. You kidding? AJ Styles. Um, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, God, in that case, like 10 years. I mean, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's just, it's, it's, it's always going to be talked about. And I just want to, uh, I, I really don't want to even, you know, it's like beating a dead horse in the mouth. Right. I don't really want to, Moving uh, on the best card. I'll let you kick this off. I like a modern card for him. I like a 2017 tops a heritage, a heritage legend subset, uh, card number 87. I like the design. I like the colors of it, pops, uh, the pose it's used for it. I like everything there is uh, about this card. It's just a great looking card to me. It I can look at that card from a modern print, uh, and it takes me right back to the 80s, early 90s, and I love it. It just uh, it takes me right back to that time frame for him. And I, um, I don't have to go back to an old card. There's a lot of old cool cards of his. We can talk about classic. We can talk about, uh, you know, any of these other card sets that we've talked about uh, so far. Um, but that uh, 2017, I just like the heritage. I like the heritage brand. I like the throwbacks they do to it. So there's that nostalgia aspect of it too. Um, but uh, it's just a cool shot for me. Love it. Everything you just said is exactly how I feel about my selection, which is the 89 classic number three. 
And I like when I look at that, that is the Rick Rude that I grew up with and with the with the kiss mark on it, the, the pose, <laughs> the the tights that are airbrushed. And, you know, I, I can't remember if that was, you know, one of my most memorable ones was when he had Jake the Snake Roberts wife airbrushed on his yeah, tights during great. that feud. That was so good. <laughs> And so I don't know if it was right in that era, but um, this has nothing to do with it being, you know, a rookie card or a first card or because it's old, because every, I actually think some of the more modern cards have better photography of him, but this, this kind of posed image of him is what you just said. It sends me right back to this era of him yelling at sweat hogs to everybody in the crowd. And <laughs> like how, and like, I always felt uncomfortable when they started playing his music and he started taking his robe off. I was like, Oh my gosh, I got oh, to <laughs> look away or something. But uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that we pick two separate cards, one being old, one being newer. And the reason we like them is the exact same. So just look, food for thought out there when you have disagreements with people about modern versus vintage. It's all about what that card makes you feel. Yeah. Moving on, the worst card. This has become one of my favorite topics <laughs> when we do these. And I will go with the 2014 Chrome, which everybody loves that set. However, this is the championship plates. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, I'm sure you've seen them out there in other sets. They're like mini championship belts that they put into cards yep. as like little manufactured relics. And I, I actually think the cards are cool. I think it's a cool way for people who want to like belt collect to kind of put those together. They have some with autographs, they have parallels. It's fun. However, the card itself with the image used on this, it's like a tiny, tiny picture of Rick Rude's head. And he's just kind of looking backwards at you, like side-eyeing you over his shoulder. And I'm just like, this is awful. This is so so it's a cool concept. He's doing, he's, he's doing the whole hello lady before hello lady for that yes, thing. That is exactly, exactly <laughs> it. So that you know, most of the time we've got pictures of someone's armpit, or you know, we'll, maybe we'll get to that with your selection here in a second. But it, it's usually about bad images, and the image, like it's just awkward and it's tiny. Like it takes up like an maybe a 16th of the card or something like that. And if I'm not, if I recall correctly, that card, I'm going to, I should look it up. Um, It's, it's like in a, in a corner somewhere yes. and it's just like, um, yeah, it's tiny and it's just, uh, it's almost like it's just, we know it's photos. It's like photos. It's clearly blatantly Photoshop. I think. Yep. Yep. That's it. Everything you just said is exactly the description of why I don't like it. So your turn. Uh, I'm going to go back to Monty Gum. I don't like those cards. <laughs> I think those 86 Monty Gum cards, they're both in, uh, I think both cards in question, you, you point out, would you say 44 and 45? Mm -hmm. uh, look at the show notes. Um, yeah, they're both in-ring shots and they're just like- They're bad. Horrible looking images. <laughs> they're, I mean, I've already have a disdain for in-ring shots, generally speaking. I mean, there are exceptions to the rules, uh, but these are just the very definition of why I don't like those kind of things. That, that, I mean, they might as well, all they are missing are armpit shots. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, what is it, the the Jim Cornette? Uh, and for those of you guys interested, if you want to know more about Monty Gum, obviously check WTC if you're looking for a card specifically or you want checklist information. If you want to see some of these ridiculous cards in person, I actually did a whole video series going through card by card of the whole set on my YouTube channel, Wrestling With Cards. You can find the link in the show notes or just search it on YouTube. But Definitely check those out. Those are fun. The Jim Cornette one. It says Jin, like like J I N Jin yes. Cornet, and it's a picture of his tennis racket. It's not that's even it. him. Like it's his arm and his tennis racket, and that's exactly what you can come to expect with Monty Gum. Monty so, Gum is great. Yeah. Mo moving on to the last section, the card we would create, and yet, like I, you know, usually this is a relic and autograph thing. So I was Which like, okay, mine. 
Yeah, well, go ahead then. I'll let you start. Which is mine. My, mine just very simple. I think it'd be really cool to have a piece of one of those uh, tights that he wore. I don't care. Pick one. Help. Pick Jake Roberts' wife one. That'd be so awesome yep. to like uh, have an actual event worn autograph. You know, uh, uh, it's a dual swatch autograph card. It's simple, easy. Uh, I would, I would totally mark out for that. And like hype. Okay, so obviously he can't sign anymore because he's deceased. Nope. But we have seen what Panini's been doing with these relic cards, with yes. these one of ones. Hypothetically, I would be interested if they did what you just said. And they put just a jumbo relic out yeah. and no autograph, no nothing. Just a jumbo cut relic of, of a piece of the pants. That would sell it for me. I, I, I'd sell it for me. I would uh, I would deviate from my 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 PC and just and get that card. You, and you've got to think that they they could potentially have access to like this kind of stuff as we move forward. Because it sounds like WWE has been giving been pretty cooperative and giving Panini access. Well, to some I of these. mean, that's maybe so. Or maybe I mean. We, you know, we do live in that world where it's almost, it's, you know, a talent just goes and puts this thing over their head real quick, takes it right off. And now it's event one kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, the conspiracy theorist uh, mindset that I have sometimes <laughs> is like, what, what makes you think they didn't just take a regular pair of pants and cut it up and just say it was Jake uh, uh, Roots? Um, I, I don't know. I, I would like to think that it's legit. I would like to think that they have access to stuff like that or could get access or would be open to the idea of pursuing something like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just done it done well in a nice design with an of the jumbo cards like that. Mm -hmm. I would I would jump all over it. Yeah, it would be seeing seeing what like I said what they've done. Like the latest one I can think of is the Rey Mysterio relic, where it's a piece of the picture of his shirt of of himself in there. Lots of colors. It's big, and you know most of the time we kind of discount relic cards as not being. Yeah, they're collected, but they're not like super valuable like an autograph would be or having the combination. This is one of those rare instances, I think, that we almost send it back to the Fleer era where the relic inside it was actually the main event of the card. And I think they could, you know, potentially do that not only with Rick Rude. Obviously, I think this would work well with those airbrush tights, but, you know, possibly some other talent as well. It's just, you know, yeah. just a random thought. And of course, mine's a relic, but I'm going a different angle. I would want a quad relic of the ECW mask. And for those of you who don't know, <laughs> he came into ECW on one episode of hardcore TV. It's he starts talking on the mic, cutting a promo, you know, it's Rick Rude. However, he's wearing the most like, uh, like bootleg, like luchador mask you could ever imagine. And he's talking <laughs> just like Rick Rude. He's not trying to use a voice changer. He's not trying to, you know, not speak. Nope. Like, you know, it's Rick Rude. He even does the Rude Awakening and he does the pelvic thrust with the mask on. Like, you, you clearly know it's him. So if, if they could somehow find that mask that he wore on that episode and cut it up into a jumbo quad relic with, you know, some just interesting pieces on it. And like, you would, it would be interesting because you could name him Shane Douglas's mystery man. Like that would be the name on the card. It wouldn't actually say Rick Rude, even though you know it's Rick Rude. Just, so, just name it. Just call it El Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think about Rick Rude going forward? We are after episode yeah. one hundred. We have kind of I don't know. Well, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm speaking for you. I think it's going to be. We need people to talk about the history of wrestling and tie that with the cards, like we've talked yeah. about and. I think, you know, the more we speak about that, maybe the more collectors we get. I've, I've seen people out there posting Rick Rude cards of various degrees. 
I haven't found that Rick Rude like super collector yet. I'm sure they're out there. Maybe they just haven't mentioned it. But what do you think overall about Rick Rude cards in general and their collectability going forward? Well, I just had a thought of something and I don't want to spill it now because I like to talk to you about it off air because I don't write it down. Say, yeah. Uh, let's write it down. Uh, anyhow, for me going forward, I think it's um, it's unfortunate that uh, characters like his, while I'm a big fan and I know there are other people out there who are obviously fans of his, um, it just, we say it over and over again. Um, you know, uh, doesn't get the love they deserve. Doesn't get the love they deserve. Um, not enough hobby love. Um, and that's a that's a, that's the case here too. I think I, I I love Rick Rude as much as I also like you know Mr. Perfect as well from that time frame. Um, and kind of like the same even career almost like you know, in that in that time mm -hmm. frame and when when they ended. But um, I, I don't I don't I don't see a lot of upswing for him in the sense that you're never going to be a, a Hogan status. You're not going to be even a ma you know Macho Man type status like that. Um, I don't know. Over time, I think as as our hobby starts to grow, maybe some of these uh, B level and even even some cases C level characters uh, start seeing some value, uh, you know, go up in value. Uh, until they do some kind of a documentary on the guy, I don't know if we're ever see him kind of his value go up. I don't know. Uh, I like to see it go up. Yeah. I think some of these guys uh, deserve a little bit more hobby love. Um, I'm curious to see if as of anybody who's listening or happy watching this episode. Uh, do you collect uh, Rick Rude stuff? Uh, if so, you know, I'd love to see people's collections on that. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, you reach out to us on social media, tag us in any of your, even if it's just a single card that, you know, and why you like it, like tell the story behind it. Any, yep. Anybody out there with cool Rick Rude cards or Rick Rude collection records. Hey, maybe if you're a Rick Rude super collector, maybe we get you on the show and talk about your collection. Now that would be a lot of fun to do. Uh, I, I think there's enough people that remember Rick Rude in different facets, whether it was his, you know, what we're talking about, mainly the 80s and early 90s recruit in the WWF to his DX stuff, to his NWO stuff. Maybe not so much the ECW tiny stint that he had there, yeah. but there's people out there that know him. And I think it's going to take a rare high-end card to kind of push it into the forefront. Similar to what we saw with the Lita Impeccable one of one. Like who was talking about Lita cards up to that point? And in like, you know, the mainstream sure. hobby narrative. And all that took was that one card that, that you know, was had a lot of whatever you want to call it, hype or yeah, um, was, intrigue, card, whatever it is. That card and for, for, for Lita collectors, that card itself just became like a a Monday morning water cooler topic that went away by, right. by Wednesday. <laughs> right. But um, I still think it's going to take yeah. uh, like hypothetically Panini does what I just mentioned, which is do that big jumbo relic of the airbrush pants that they have in the in the uh, wwe warehouse or maybe it is you know this this next year in prism maybe there's a prism gold rick rude and it's his posing you know shaking his sure. torso or whatever you know it, i just think it's something like that that's going to trigger because paul said everybody seems to be going for modern so yeah. how are you going to get an older talent into the face of the modern collector unfortunately i think that's really the what's going to take to kind of push rick rude or mr perf there's more mr perfect fans than rick rude just from talking to people so yeah. get you know get a modern rare release like that push it in front of everybody and everyone's going to want it yeah i agree i agree 
So that's it. Thanks for listening. Another episode. And, you know, maybe we'll do Mr. Perfect next time. That's uh, we talked about him enough on this episode. It seems like the logical thing to do is just you know, <laughs> do him on the on the next round. Yeah. So, Tony, let everybody know that where they can find you or anything else you want to promote or talk about real quick. Uh, WrestlingTrainingCards.com, people. Uh, everything's there um, for social media on the bottom of every single page. Uh, also, I'm uh, really trying to promote like a lot now, of course, you know, we got the Wrestling Guy wrestling Store, guy store Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, so, you know, we've got cards, action figures, T-shirts, uh, Funko Pops. Uh, oh, I've got a Singapore cane out there. I was used by Raven for crying out loud. Nice. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're in the Phoenix, Arizona area, come out and check us out. You know, we're just uh, grand opening is uh, upon us. Um, it might already be um, have happened by the time this actually uh, airs. Who knows? But uh, come check us out. Uh, you can go to uh, WGSPHX.com or go to WrestlingGuyStorePHX.com. Directs you back to the same same website. Um, but uh, that's how you can find us. You can find me at Zan Morning on all social platforms. Wrestling with Cards on YouTube, where you can find the whole series run of Monty Gum and all the jokes. <laughs> we talked about that enough on here, too, and all the jokes I make about that set. And you can find uh, you can find me at the Wrestling with Cards podcast. It's my solo podcast. And of course, this podcast right here, please subscribe. Thank you for listening. Share a friend, like tell everybody, not just about wrestling cards, but give them content, give them us, Card Foundation. If they're into indie stuff, Caleb's got great indie card content out there. Just again, spreading the word, sharing everything with everybody to get more collectors in this hobby, continue to grow it. I know some people don't like that. Some people don't want to grow this hobby. They want to just keep what they got and stay in their lane. And hey, I guess that's fine. But Tony, I don't know about you. I hold, I, just, I started this to get wrestling in the forefront of the hobby. Yeah, same. You know, I just want more people to enjoy our hobby. Uh, it's a fun hobby. Um, it's unlike any other uh, uh, trading card hobby, I think. Uh, well, I, for me, I, I say that I know just because of my own personal experience. But um, we talk about nostalgia quite a bit. And that's what this that's what wrestling is. Uh, there's a lot of nostalgia aspects of it. And uh, the trading cards bring a lot back uh you know in all aspects even even action figures and all i think but yeah. trading cards specifically is a snapshot in time that can take you right back to a particular moment that you uh may have loved or hated or, or scared of that person <laughs> or whatever the case may be so um i'm all about growing the hobby more um and if people want to uh, put out new uh, content for themselves everybody has a different perspective about everything in life we all have yep. we all talk about we all know about opinions uh so we we all have them uh it's i love to whether good bad or indifferent i love to hear it absolutely and like i said if you've got an opinion on this episode rick rude anything else we mentioned uh, tag us on social media you can find the social links on like tony everything's on tony's site uh at zan morning like i said on on mine and then in the show notes of this episode wherever you're listening to this you can find share share with us share with other collectors uh you know you got something cool rick rude wise uh trading card uh, let's share see it. it. Hell, let's let's see it, man. Let's uh, you got a, a cool story to talk about, Rick? Uh, uh, Rick Rude. Uh, share it, man. Want to hear it? Yeah, even if you just got like a base card and you want to talk about how you saw him in a like main event TV taping or you know whatever it is, like if you were in the arena and he slapped you or something, like who knows? Let's let's hear all these stories. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe, share, and most importantly, keep collecting wrestling cards because sports cards might not rule. Pokemon might not rule, although it's okay. And non-sports cards might not rule. But there's one thing that does rule. Wrestling cards rule! You got it. We'll see ya. (laughs) 